You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Studded debauchery episode of For Your Distraction. I'm bringing us in tonight. My for sound, once, I know, right? My, for well, once, we are back again at Adam's apartment, breaking all the rules. We do. We break the rules. We don't give a shit because my sound was awesome last episode. Yeah, and COVID isn't real, so let's not fucking do this. Remember that. Remember you said that because that 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 something later in the show I want to bring that up. Oh boy! But this is not going to be fun for me. Adam, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You're going to hear me again. I still have the cough that I had for months. For the new listeners, you're going to hear me cough every now and then. Don't worry. As far as I know, I'm not infecting the co-host or the uh, partner host with the COVID. Relax. Chill out. Relax. So we're back together. In person, doing it the old school way, and something else we've kind of revived—not on purpose, just kind of happened. Beer of the show. Beer of the show. I brought another beer with me today, and this is a beer that I love, and it only comes out this time of the year. And the reason we stopped doing beer of the show is because we lost track of the beers that we had already done for beer of the shows. So that's a very good possibility that we've used this beer for beer of the show before, but I don't give a shit. You know what? It's all right, because we're doing the same thing Taco <laughs> Bell okay. did, okay? We did the same thing Taco Bell's doing now. We were ahead of the times. Taco Bell has cleared their menu of everything. Eventually, they're going to bring it all back, and you're going to swarm Taco Bell, and you're going to get all those goody items. That's all we did. God, I hope so. I'm so pissed at Taco Bell. They took my favorite things away. <laughs> No potatoes, Adam. I know. No potatoes. I love the potato potatoes griller. Were a game the changer. potato griller were, was amazing. It was a game changer. It's, and now they just pull the rug out from under. It's you. like it's like what Coke did years ago with what was it like New Coke or something like that? They they made like a new Coke and everybody hated it and hated it so much but they kept making it. And then after a while they brought back Coke Classic and Boom, they're just profits went up because there was like, I'm getting the cloak classic because I hate this new shit. They hated it, but they still came back to it. And that's what we're gonna do with Taco Bell. Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? I remember I don't think I ever had it, but I remember it. Oh, see, Crystal Pepsi, it it tastes just like regular Pepsi, <clears throat> except it's clear, like Sprite or Sierra Mist or Seven Up. Yeah. And when I was a young lad playing hockey at the YMCA. <laughs> We had a vending machine that had Crystal Pepsi. I drank that shit like water. I fucking <laughs> loved Crystal Pepsi. And this is the 90s. This is like mid-90s. And then it went the way of the Dodo. No more Crystal Pepsi. So it became almost like like a myth. Like people would be like, do you remember Crystal Pepsi? And then their like young nieces and nephews would be like, you're fucking crazy. There was never such a thing. And you just think of the days you remember. Was it a dream? Was Crystal Pepsi real or was I just dreaming? Then, out of the blue, about five years ago or six years ago as such, Crystal Pepsi, Pepsi did a comeback for a limited time only. That's how they get you. Dude, I bought so much Crystal Pepsi. Like, I had waited 20 years for them to bring it back. And they finally did. And they brought it back for like five months. <laughs> so I bought so much of it. And now it's long gone again. That's what Disney did before they had Disney Plus. Like, hey, that, what, oh, that's what the vault the vault, was. the vault. Fuck like, the vault, the man. fucking vault. Fuck that thing. I was... Mm, I didn't fall for that nonsense. Mm-mm. Oh, I did. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, they got Hook, you. Hook, line, and sinker. They didn't get me. Mm. Anyway. You got... You got got. 
Anyway, we were talking about the beer of the show. Beer of the show, right. So I brought, um, this is from the Thirsty Dog Brewery. It is the 12 Dogs of Christmas. It is an ale brewed with honey and spices. I'm a big fan of this beer. I like this. I look forward to it every year when they release it. I've actually been to the Thirsty Dog Brewery in Akron, Ohio. I've toured it. It's a really cool place. I really enjoy this beer. What do you think about it? Um, it's pretty good. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's not too heavy like you see a lot of uh, winter beers. It's It's got not, not a lot of heft to it compared to a lot of other ones. Um, you can definitely taste the spice. It's a spicy uh-huh. It's a spicy. It's a spicy meatball. Yeah, it's a spicy one. Well, that's the, that's the deal with, uh, we'll say, holiday beers or seasonal beers in the wintertime. I can't drink a lot. This is a beer. I brought a six pack, and we're probably not even going to finish the no. six pack because it is a lot. Um, what's the alcohol content? Do you know? Yeah, I was going to actually look at that. I, I have no idea. Not, uh, alcohol eight point three. Holy fuck! So it's heavy. It, it's got a lot. It's got a lot. But it's a beer that I can drink one, two, maybe three on a good day, and I'd be full. I'd be full. Whereas more summer lighter beers, you you could drink a. You can drink a thirty rack of them, not really, but yeah. you could. We could, you could split. You could. We could, but why would you want to? You and I could split a twenty-four pack and and not be full. These bill, these beers fill you. Yeah, they do. They, I can feel it filling me right now. Yeah. I like. I, I kind of like it though. I think it's awesome. A, I think it's good beer. It's a recommend. Give yeah. it a try. I, the twelve, I like it. the twelve dogs of Christmas dog from the Thirsty Dog Brewery beer of the show. Adam. Scotty. What's going on? Uh, well, it's Thanksgiving week, Scott. And this is going to be a very unique Thanksgiving. Normally, we wouldn't even bring it up and have it as a topic mm-hmm. of the show. But I was curious because I want to know what you're doing because I know what I'm doing. And I'll bring it and I'll talk about it. But what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I imagine as a family man, you have like – you tend to have like a lot of big Thanksgiving dinners. You go to you have, you have go to your house and you go to your wife's house, uh, two different Thanksgiving dinners kind of kind of thing. Like, what are you doing now? Is it going to be social distance, or are you guys going to say fuck it and just throw on your masks and hit the families? Well, typically, typically what happens in the Melanc household, on Thanksgiving during the day around 1 o'clock, we go to Kristen's father's house. We do a meal in the afternoon, and then we leave there, and we go to my aunt and uncle's house on my mother's side. And we go there four or five o'clock in the evening and we stay there till late and then Kristen she goes Black Friday shopping with her mother and her sister at like eight nine o'clock so she leaves from there and is out all night with the global pandemic things have changed we're not going to Kristen's dad's house he's not doing anything my aunt and uncle aren't doing it this year I don't think they're going to go Black Friday shopping because I don't think that's a, that's, I can't not imagine. A, that's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. So instead, um, Kristen's sister, she has a relatively big house. She decided to have a small, I'm, I'm saying small get together of just family, family who's been around each other. You know, not not yeah. extended family. So we're going to go do that and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be smart about it, you know. We're not gonna we're still gonna yeah. distance and we're still gonna we're gonna play it safe. It's not gonna be the big hubble that usually that we usually do. So um, it's a tough situation. I know the CDC is recommending, hey, stick a fork, literally and figuratively, in your Thanksgiving plans because not the year yeah but it, they're it's also hard to they're do also that. recommending don't sing at any thanksgiving gatherings oh. which who's who's singing at any thanksgiving day are you, gatherings? are you kidding this thanksgiving this classic thanksgiving carols the thanksgiving the thanksgiving carols the thanksgiving yeah. carols the, <laughs> the thanksgiving carols yes the, the the great classic like pass me the turkey and I don't know. There's, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. Kill think, all the kill all the Indians. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one too. That, that old gem. I think Adam Sandler had a parody a while back about Probably. it. Probably. Yeah, I'm not surprised there. Um, I'm doing pretty much similar to you. We're not having. We're actually not having any gathering at all. Uh, my I think my mother is gonna make like a Thanksgiving kind of th- Thanksgiving dinner sort of, but basically she's just gonna give me like a container 
like or a few containers with like some thanksgiving food and she's gonna go take some thanksgiving food to my grandmother but we're not gonna have an actual get together at all so pretty much i'm gonna be spending my thanksgiving here in the apartment stead um drinking some more 12 dogs of christmas pretty much so that's kind of that's kind of my plans so yeah it's it's different it, it's too bad yeah. because i i look forward to thanksgiving every year i i enjoy getting together with family and it's it's going to be different this year but needs to be done yeah um speaking of nothing but just to moving on <laughs> Again, not politics, not a political episode for anybody curious, oh, here we but go. I want to know what you thought of Rudy Giuliani's My Cousin Vinny comments. Did you see that shit? I did. And he, I did. He made comments that My Cousin Vinny, a fantastic movie, an amazing movie. Is I his love fav- the movie. Yeah. It's his favorite law movie. And he's using it as an example for like precedence or some yes. other bullshit or like his arguments for uh, the Trump fraud voting campaign that's yeah. going on right now. Like, he he's a crazy person, isn't he? He's like, how does even Trump not see he's a crazy person when you're going to quote my cousin Vinny? I mean, it's it's when you're a crazy person already, if you surround yourself with somebody who's even crazier than you, it doesn't make you look as crazy. I'm, did you I'm, did you see that his hair dye I was saw that. was literally dripping from the top of it his was, head? It was horrific. I couldn't. <laughs> it was. It, I wanted to. I vomited in my mouth and swallowed it. It was. It was bad. It was I really saw bad. a video of this man. It was a bunch of people standing up uh, in front of a press conference, like five people, and he wasn't speaking. He was off to like the right side. I saw this man. My, obviously, none of them wearing masks. I saw this man pull out a, a handkerchief, cough in his, blow his nose and cough in his mouth, and then fold it, snot side out, and start wiping his face, like the sweat off of his face and everything like that, and wiping his eyes. This man is a disgusting human being, and the only reason why nobody's saying it on... Well, some people are saying it, obviously. A lot We're of saying, saying it. Saying but it, the, yeah. but the reason why that it's not well known is because he wears suits. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani is a disgusting, horrible human being. Yes. Yes. Um <clears throat> So he cited the movie My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. For those of you that don't that didn't see it, he cited the movie My Cousin Vinny when he was talking about people standing twenty five feet away, which we talked about in the last episode. We don't know what was going on there. I don't know. Um, but he cited people talking about how they had standing 25 feet away or people were saying, oh no, they're six feet away. He cited the scene where the old lady was like, oh yeah, I saw the way across the gas station. And he, uh, Vinny pulled out a tape measure and like went back like half the distance and he started saying like, oh, what did two? He started ref- and I'm like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen my cousin Vinny, do yourself a favor and watch it. Cause it's great. It's an amazing, but movie. at the same time. <clears throat> It came out in 1992. 92. That was a long time ago. And I found out that that's also the last time Rudy Giuliani was uh, practicing law. Also, measuring technology has come a long yes, way since yes. then. So, so. Um, he's been a mayor. He's been all this political hubbub. But he has not been an attorney. So he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I thought it was just insane. It was just crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Dude, so. I kind of want to watch that movie now. It's a great movie. We'll never watch it for course or cinema, though. Because we've both seen we've it. We both, both love it. it. Oh, okay. shucks. So, Adam. Scott. I want to bring something up because I'm very happy. This is something I've wanted to talk about on this show for a long time. And you kept saying, oh, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the end of the semester and I'm going to binge watch I'm it. I'm going to bring this up now. We're, I, we, I want to get right into it. All right. I think it's going to be talked about. You alluded that you had something important you wanted to ask and you had a problem or an issue with it. So let's let's get into it. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. I'm all caught up on. As Season of, two is out. As of episode four, when we're recording, as the latest episode has come out. Right. And I am completely caught up. And I'm ready to talk about what's going on so far. I mean, when season one came out, I think we were doing updates each time. Yeah. That's not happening this time. So no, we're just going to jump no, right get in. Over it. Get over it. We're doing it, it this way. It's a good show. It's a very good show. Um, what do you think so far? So far in season two? Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. There's a. I have a few problems. I have a few. Mainly they're nitpicky problems. Like, based on like how I think 
certain things should exist or Adam, we're happen. nerds with a podcast talking <laughs> about a Star Wars show. Okay, so there you're allowed to be nitpicky. So there, like for example, the my my problems with it so far, for example, um, the play, the episode where Mandalorian crash landed on that snow planet. Episode two. Yes, and there were those ice spiders or those frozen spiders. Yeah, yeah. I had this. I had this thought, and don't. I was drunk. That's why I was gonna say I had this thought. Fair enough. What came to mind was how does how is there a carnivorous organism like a spider that exists on a frozen planet? It looks like a wasteland. What? How is it feeding itself? What are its prey? Because it's obviously evolved to a point where it has giant jaws and it eats live things, but they're on a desolate ice planet what's going on that was my thought and i was like and there and there's just certain little nitpicky things of that where i'm like okay you could do that but like it makes no sense why you did that kind of things they're little things but overall i'm actually happy with it <clears throat> because the first season of mandalorian was them do it's existing in the star wars universe but they were doing their own thing and it was like, it doesn't exist in the stories. They make the empires involved. Yeah, and up until like the last episode, the last couple episodes, it was just all its own thing. Like, you didn't have any empire nonsense, Jedi, Luke Skywalker, Yoda, besides Baby Yoda kind of nonsense going on. It was like its own entity. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Season two, they're bringing it further into the actual Star Wars canon. Like, what's going on currently in the Star Wars universe based on whatever story you were watching at the time but they're not like making it that thing it's just kind of sprinkled like a little little like seasoning on top of mandalorian of the bigger universe at hand i'm kind of enjoying it a little bit how many years from the clone wars till mandalorian Ooh. i know new hope empire strikes back return of the jedi uh those are all in the middle That's something there. off to look up i think it's 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 like, it's a long like, time, like 10 right? years or something like that. Only 10 years? Maybe. I don't know. Hold on. I uh, thought it was longer than that. Five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Okay, so what about Clone Wars? Clone Wars was like... Well, think about how old Luke is. Like 20 years ago? 25 years ago? Something like that? There's a 25-year span. 25 years. About that. Uh, it's somewhere in the 20-30 range. So Mandalorian uh, takes place... About five years after Return of the Jedi, so from then to the Clone Wars, I when you think about like how old Luke is, like somewhere in the twenty to twenty five year range, something like that. So it's been a, probably about that. I'd say twenty okay. thirty year range is a All good. Right, so we'll say thirty years. Thirty years, twenty years. I just don't understand why there's so much tie-in with Clone Wars that you didn't see in New Hope. Empire or Jedi. No, but you saw a lot of it in Clone Wars, the TV series. Right, you because saw... the Clone Wars were happening. That's why the <clears throat> exactly. show is called Clone Wars. Exactly. You I see, there's, there's a large tie-in between what happened in the Star Wars universe, and, like with uh, Clone Wars and Mandalore, because Mandalore, I don't know the full canon. Patrick would know this far far better than I do. He would he would absolutely know this better than I do. But from what I think, because I finished Clone Wars. Mandalore was kind of its it was I it was kind of its own thing sort of but like it was dealing with its own nonsense and I think the empire was trying to take control of it and they couldn't um but it was dealing with its own like internal structure I I don't know exactly like when when you know when they go in like the his past and he's attacked by like those like droid troopers the thing that confused me about that is I didn't understand why Mandalorian, since he's not, he wasn't born on Mandalore. Why they got involved in that sense when they were going on some random planet trying to defend these people? It didn't really seem like what that was for me. I could be wrong, but weren't the Empire and Mandalore? Didn't they have a war? They didn't. They were at odds. They, they didn't have an all-out war. I mean, how? I guess when you're one planet, how can you have a war with the Empire? So it's more like the Empire came and said, hey, we want to dominate you. And Mando was like, no. And they're like, okay. And they flicked them, basically. Like, you would flick an ant. Like, <coughs> you okay, know. Okay, well, I think I think it was a little more than a flick. I think Mandalore put up a pretty good fight. Ultimately lost. That's why. Yeah. That's why you see, in, in the show, Mandalorians dispersed throughout the galaxy. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's why. Because I believe... The Empire take Mandalore, 
Yeah, man, the Empire has Mandalore. Man- okay. At this point in the show, Empire is in control of Mandalore. Okay, so they they won that battle. So before all that, I think I think this might have something to do with... Again, I'm not as up on the canon. If it was Star Trek, I'd be there. Star Wars, not as much. But there was an ancient war between the Jedi and the Mandalorians. Yes. Is that accurate? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And it was almost like a stalemate. Like, neither side won. Which the Jedi's never lost, the Mandalorians never lost. So it was like two immovable objects meeting two unstoppable forces, and nothing happened. So to me, I feel like when the Jedi were fighting the Empire, which we saw the entire course of the great movie yeah. Star Wars, I feel like they might have not come to the aid of Mandalore, like they would have other planets. They. Early on, like in the Clone Wars TV series, early mm-hmm. on, the Man- Mandalore for, and during the Clone Wars TV series, Mandalore is not what you think it is. Like if you only have watched the movies and you only watch like the Mandalorian, you would think of like Mandalore as like this tribal based society and you know, their warrior base and everything like that. They weren't they weren't always like I picture that. it like Klingon. Yeah, like, they, like yeah, Kratos, yeah, yeah. Picture more like what um, what's the capital of the entire system? They always fucking go back to and shit like that. Where Coruscant? Yeah, Coruscant. Picture more like Coruscant. Like that's kind of what Mandalore. That's kind of a little bit what Mandalore is. It did have like the Mandalorian armor and all that stuff, and they were like that. But like, it seemed like in the Clone Wars TV series early on, Mandalore was more of they had like a queen and like a royalty caste system and things like that, and it was more like kind of what you would see around the galaxy and everything like that and they were kind of like turned into it and it seemed like and they mentioned this in the this season two whenever the mandalorian meets bo katan <coughs> fucking cool as shit by the way um that episode three right yeah mm-hmm. that no yes episode three that there is like another sect of like mandalorians mm-hmm. that are like more tribal they're more like religious oriented like that's that's the that's where the man the you Mando, nailed it it's more of like religion yeah it's a religion is what yeah but not all of mandalore was like that during the clone wars it kind of like a lot of it became that when i would argue that the jedis are a fundamentalist religious group too kind of yeah 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 so i mean maybe they're shit they're (laughs) saying hey the jedis are a fundamentalist religious group the Mandalorians are a fundamentalist religious group. What happens when two different religious groups get together? We've seen this in the course of Earth history. They fucking kill each other. Yeah, kind of. That's, that's what happens. Pretty much, yeah. So, Wasn't one of the Mandalorians a Jedi, though? There was, like, one Mandalorian was. that was a Jedi. And that, and that again, <coughs> I wish I... Like, you watch the Clone Wars. Maybe there's more. The Black Saber. The Dark Saber. The yeah. Dark Saber. That's the one. That was his. The one and only Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah. He wielded the Dark Saber, which we see, we saw at the end of season one, and now this. Moff Gideon has it. Yes. Who's a badass. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Um, couple questions for you. Well, I'll in try epi- and answer them. In episode one, which was like the coolest episode. Yeah. It was like Wild West. Yeah. When he goes to Tatooine and fights the giant crate dragon. Oh, that was so fucking cool. I it. will say this. There's a lot of fucking Sand Raiders that died in that episode. Like, a lot. There was yeah. a fuck ton of Sand Raiders that died. Compared to, like, the villagers that were there to, like, help them. Be- because the Sand Raiders had masks, Sand People had the masks on. You could... They were a dime a dozen, pretty so much. So, I thought... Fi- it answered a question for me about that. Because in the original trilogy, they called them Sand People. Mm-hmm. But then in the, the prequel trilogy, they called them Tusken Raiders. And I always wondered, why did they change the name of this? They answered it. They're actually called Tusken Raiders, but racists call them sand people. <laughs> so that's what happened. Because they referred to as both yeah. in the Mandalorian. So I'm like, now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> They're racists. The Skywalkers were racists. <laughs> that's why. You... <laughs> I mean, blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh my God. You live in a desert. Yeah, you're a fucking racist. Okay. Um, but my question is the, the Marshal. Yes. Was that Boba Fett's armor? I don't I I don't know. I I wouldn't know the answer to that. Okay, so I, what if you want me to hope? I as I've said before. It was green. As it I said like before, it had the thing on the helmet. Well, as if you, if they're going with like original Star Wars canon, I think Boba Fett's like alive running around the galaxy. I had heard that. I had heard he was in the Snarlack pit, but he had a thermal detonator yeah. that he was able and he was fucked up. 
but but he, he was he's still like running around like in the galaxy. So I think they're probably keeping towards that can a little bit in the Boba Fett's but, life. I heard he's supposed to make an appearance in the season. Well, that's what I heard. Like so Boba Fett. That was on Tatooine. That's where if if nobody reads any of the comics or any of the any of the beyond stuff besides the movies, for all anybody the the, the lay person, the average Star Wars watcher, they think Boba Fett died in the Snarlack pit, right? Yeah. Right? And, well, they think Mando, the Mando is Boba Fett. They're like, well, oh, that's Boba Fett over no, there. Those people that's suck. Boba Fett. Those people suck. <laughs> <laughs> they also think Link is Zelda. We're not going to get into that, though. That's a whole other podcast right there. <laughs> okay. But the point is, when, I, when, when it showed the backstory of the Marshal, and he's on the Jawas giant moving yeah. vehicle thingy, and he looks over and he sees... The first thing... That's, that's Boba Fett's armor. And he... Like, when he first darkened the doorway, when they first... I'm like, it's fucking Boba Fett! That's the first thing that came into my mind! And he took his helmet, I'm like, wait a minute, you're not Boba Fett! So... There's a there's okay. a lot of scenes with Mando thinking Mandalorians are Mandalorians, and then take the helmet off, and he has that shot look of surprise. Yeah. The best look, I guess, as much of a look as you can give a guy wearing a helmet the entire right. fucking series. But he, there's a lot of scenes with that happening in this... Like, it's supposedly Pedro Pascal... <laughs> Yeah, Blame allegedly. It. Allegedly. Is it? I, I don't, don't know. I heard I heard heard, I don't know how true it is in season one, Pedro Pascal was not on set a lot of the time. Like the, he had like a double that wears the armor almost all the time and like he showed up obviously when they had to take the helmet off, but other than that he's like It's never... like the dread pirate Roberts. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, well he needs a so, helmet. Okay, so my question was about that. And then in the fourth episode with Moff Gideon at the very end. Yeah. Where they're cloning and they're trying to use Baby Yoda's DNA to clone. Spoilers. Were those Darth Vader suits? No, I don't think they were. Okay, it looked they like were, Darth Vader helmets. They I'm like, were, is he cloning like also, 20 Darth Vader? Those Vaders? also could be like Purge Troopers too. Like remember Purge Troopers, they had all the all black armor and shit like that. Yeah, but like, the helmet had the the unique characteristics. And you didn't they didn't show it close up. They showed it from a distance, and there was multiple. Of I them. I could be wrong. I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. see it as that. I just saw it as like just, it might not be. That's just why I'm asking. Those badass purge trooper kind of stormtrooper armors and shit like that. That's what I saw it as. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't cloning. I don't think they were cloning. I think they were just trying to. I think they were experimenting with a way to uh, give metachlorians to like test subjects to see if they could develop force powers. I could be wrong. Maybe they were cloning. I thought that they were that just... That word. Yeah. Well, they didn't say it. They said <laughs> M count. They yeah. said the M count level and stuff like that. I thought they were giving it to test subjects to see if they could like experiment with giving their troopers force powers. That's what I thought it was. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. That, that's I'll have, to go back, I'll have to go back and rewatch the episode and maybe pay attention more. But that's okay. what I thought. The last thing I want to bring up. I ask you, who's your favorite character? Uh... Well, it's between the two characters that are always in it, Mando and Baby Yoda. So is it? Is it? How do you feel I mean, about Cara Dune? I really like her. Okay, I like she her so is much. Amazing. I'm pretty sure that when we talked, I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking of the right character, right? The the shock trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jump trooper. Who knows with these fucking names okay. of Star Wars universe? I don't know all the time. Um, I'm pretty sure that I said last year or the be- last year when we were talking about mandalorian season one when we had mike and pat on that i had a major crush on her because oh. she looks so bad the the scene where like in the lat the next to last episode where she gets on that counter and she has that fucking heavy ass blaster i was like that's doing something for me right there yeah yeah so i love her so much as yes. a character she's sexy she's awesome Badass. like she- like i love everything about her. <coughs> and and the actress who plays her uh, I have to look this up. Gina Carano. Okay, you familiar? I didn't know. I didn't know anything about her, but Neither she did I. she apparently was a mixed martial arts fighter. It it shows in the way that she, she in was, her fight scenes. She was a mixed martial, and she was like like fifth in the world at one point. She had like a, well, then she retired and she got into acting. She was in Deadpool. And you know we talk about Deadpool, yeah. and I, you loved him. I I didn't care for the Deadpool movies. I don't know who she was in Deadpool. I don't. Was she the girlfriend who was like ridiculously, ridiculously no, hot? No, that was, that could have been her. I don't know. Let me. I'll I'll look up Deadpool real quick. Hold on. Look, look up who um, she was in Deadpool. IMDb because Deadpool. I read an article and said she was in Deadpool, and that's what got her into the Mandalorian. I was like, who the fuck was she in Deadpool? 
Uh, hold on. Uh, I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Her the the actress that played Deadpool's uh, girlfriend was Morena Bacaran. Okay, who yes. did Gina Carano play in Deadpool? Yes. Uh, I guess I'll just pull up her IMDb real quick. She played. I just saw it. She played. She only has like fifteen credits, so she hasn't been in a lot. No, no, she um, has. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she was a fighter and just retired and got in. Oh, she was the chick, the badass chick that was like the bad, the bad guy. She was. I think she was that person. I'm trying to see okay. the name. They're like, if you remember, the main villain had like a sidekick or something, or like a she. He had like a string of people, and she okay, was like she one, was of, one them. of those. Okay, she was a token. She was her name was okay. Angel Dust. She was like the token woman in the bad okay. guy pool. Okay, again, I wasn't crazy about that movie. I never read the Deadpool comics, so that's a canon. That's that's a that's a universe that I'm not familiar with. People are listening to the show screaming, but I apologize for that. So I looked her up because I'm like a big fan of her character. I found some disturbing things about her. Really? Oh boy. What? Are you, first gonna, are you gonna break my heart? Is that like, what you're gonna do? Like, like my heart's a little bit broken. And I need to talk uh... about the show. So I love her in Mandalorian. I think she's sexy and she's awesome. I can't say enough good things, and then I read about it and well, she's a big trumper. Which is fine. We can which, get around that. We which can get is around fine. that. I, I, I can work around that. I'm not that. gonna say I respect that, but everybody's <laughs> entitled to their opinion. If she wants to be that, it's fine. My problem is her Twitter has been non-stop tweeting QAnon shit, not believing that COVID is a hoax, telling people not to wear masks. It's been uh, saying that the election was false and Trump should have... Like, the most horrible stuff could be tweeting. And now there's a movement, hashtag fire Gina, or hashtag fire Kara. Really? Because people want her gone because she's a shitty, shitty person in real life. And it's too bad that she's playing a great character. And I'm not going to give her credit. I give Jon Favreau more credit for bringing that character to life the way he did. His writing and his directing has been I mean, second to none. You can have... I would argue that she does play a role in how good that character is. Like a very good role. Because you can have a good writer, but an actress or an actor that can't pull off whatever's been written just like you can have a great actor that's reading shit writing like you can have that and sometimes you get diamonds in the rough where it's like oh a great actor can pull off shit writing but you would you could you could argue it's very hard to have good writing and then a shit actor and it still sounds great i think she's attractive to look at and i think she's very she probably has a stunt double, but she could probably do a lot of these stunts on her own, okay. too, because she's like this. But I'm just saying the direction, like maybe the dialogue. She doesn't have much dialogue. She I really would, doesn't. I would argue she has way more dialogue than fucking Mando. I would There's argue, not a lot of dialogue in the movie, I period, would, the show I period. would argue that she has, in the entire series so far, she has more dialogue than the main character. I don't I think would she ar- does. I would argue that. She's she, had, talks, she talks a lot. She hasn't been in every episode. It doesn't matter, man. That's my point. Mando doesn't say anything half the fucking time in the episodes. It's always, this is the way. He says four fucking words every every five minutes. And apparently a lot of her tweets have since been deleted because of this big movement now. But it's it's just unfortunate that a great character (laughs) like that, to me, is now tainted by some shitty real-life person portraying them. I can work around it. That's I can fine. Work you, you can. You I can. can. I can I'm work having a hard it. time. Unless she did something time. like, if she's just tweeting, I can work around just somebody tweeting. So what's the other, uh, the heiress of Mandalore? What's her Bo-Katan. name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Couldn't think of her name. Okay, she's sexy too. Oh, she's great. And you know what's okay. really cool? The actress that's portraying her really kind of looks like Bo-Katan okay. from the series, so, the cartoon. Bo-Katan's now my new favorite. Okay, I've, I've <laughs> I loved you. I loved you, Kara, but you broke my heart. Boca, Team Boca, it's me. How do you feel about it expanding from its own thing to being involved in the actual, like in the in the like the bigger scheme of the Star Wars universe? Like we've met Bo-Katan, right. and now he's gonna meet Ahsoka Tano. Which, yeah, <clears throat> I, I find that strange because I've watched. I well, Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan had a very they, they had like a very friendly relationship. Like maybe not throughout the whole series, they had but. Some- they had some beef. They had some They beef. had some beef, but like you you haven't finished the Star Wars Clone no, Wars, I have, but I in the end Ahsoka Tano is the reason why 
Bo-Katan originally retook Mandalore from uh, Darth Maul. She is the reason why that happened. Because towards the end of that show, Darth Maul was ruling Mandalore with a puppet king that he had put on the throne. I fucking hate Darth Maul. Yeah, he's... and But listen to this. Um, Ahsoka Tano went with uh, Bo-Katan after she left the Jedi Order to kind of help her like retake it and everything like that. And they had this amazing... The, such a, the best fight scene I've seen in the Star Wars Clone Wars to date was Ahsoka Tano versus Darth Maul because they had motion capture people do the fight scene. So it was almost like a live fight scene that they kind of put computer graphics over. It was amazing. But it's really cool to see Ahsoka Tano being brought in this because I've always been curious like what happened to her after Order 66. Um, well, here's my... Okay, so... Ahsoka plays such a big role yeah. in, in Clone Wars. Yes. And then she disappears <clears throat> for the three main movies. Where the fuck was she? In the in the prequel trilogies? No, no, no. Or the, the new... Where was she in Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, isn't she Empire the... Strikes Back, Return isn't of the she Jedi? Brought in, is, isn't her character brought in for a little while in Rebels? She is. She That's is. The, I'm... That's what I'm pulling up. She showed up in Rebels, and I would argue the um, the lightsaber duel between Ahsoka and Vader in Rebels because it's, she was yeah. trained by Anakin, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a fucking awesome lightsaber battle. But besides that, so now she's in. She's going to be in Mandalorian. She was in Rebels, and those both take place after the three movies. Yeah, four, five, and six. Where the fuck was she for four, five, and six? I mean... I want to scream. It's. I mean, okay, like... I'm sure there was a lot of canon books before Disney uh, purchased Star Wars. I'm sure there was a lot of canon books that kind of told that story. Um, about, like, know. where she was. I mean, you can make the argument with a lot of characters that ex that are now apparently canon in the Star Wars universe. Like, you just saw me when you came in playing um, the newest Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. And that character named Cal Kestis is an old jedi padawan that has to like relearn and uh his jedi ways and his abilities and fight the empire and the whole story of that game is he has to rebuild the jedi order because he has to find this holocron that has like the dna dna and names of like force sensitive children in the galaxy or whatever like you could argue well, where the fuck was he here's something that, that's true in rise of skywalker the final scene where Rey channels all of the Jedi, past and present, yeah. and she hears their voices, and you hear Luke's voice, you hear Hayden Christensen's fucking voice, you hear James Earl Jones's fucking voice, you, you hear Mace Windu even, you hear his voice. You hear the actress who plays Soka's voice. You hear the actor who played on your game's voice. And fanboys lost their minds. When they're like, oh, Disney put everybody, all yeah. these Jedis that we love in there. And they did. And that was awesome for Disney to do that. They went to the video games. They went to the cartoons. They went to the old movies. They brought back all these Jedi just to have their voice say, well, what did they say? I'm with you? Yeah, or what like, was it? So, yeah, it was something like something that. Something like that. I'm with you. And yeah. she channeled the power of like, all the Jedi. And that's how, the, spoilers, but that's how it was. That's how it ends. That's how it went. And that was a cool thing. But where the fuck were they when they were, like, they could have <laughs> helped out sooner, right? I mean... They're all dead, so... They were all dead for that one, right? For Rise yeah. of Skywalker? Yeah, they, they were Is all dead. Is Cal and Ahsoka dead? I'm ass I have not finished the game, so okay. I don't know if Cal is dead. I'm assuming Ahsoka's dead if she was also, like, talking to Rey, because I'm pretty sure she was channeling, like, the Force and the Spirits or whatever, so... Um, that's my assumption. They had Freddie Prince Jr., who was uh, in Rebels, <laughs> right? It was, yeah, Rebels. Yeah. He was, uh... I've seen like three episodes Amazing of that show. Well, anyway, like five it, was, episodes. it was like really fucking know. gnarly. Ah, but anyway. I don't know. Um, but are you liking Mandalore season two love so it. far? Are you love loving it. it? Love it. I, I like season, I liked episode one the best. I did not care for episode two. Which one and was I, episode two? The was, Ice Spiders. Yeah, I, that was the weakest. That I was, think. that was the one I didn't like. Yeah, that was I kind of like, the weakest. Episode one was so good. So good. I fucking... It was a Wild West, man. Yeah. With a fucking dragon. Like, 
Oh, it was so gnarly. Yeah, it was great. Um, and three and four, I think, were very good, but I'm I'm just waiting for to see the live action Ahsoka Tan. I want to see I want to see what that's all about. I want to get to that. Um, Something tells me he's not going to get to her right away. It's gonna it's gonna be like end of season. That might series. that might take the whole season for him she's, to get to her. He's going to get to her, and then uh, Moff Gideon's going to attack, and she's going to have to defend Mando's escape with the child as. Moff Gideon attacks, and that's how we're going to find out she dies. I, that's how we're going to find out she dies. I almost wish it would have been um, when she told Mando <coughs> where this Jedi was to go see, if she didn't say the name. I That would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all would have been speculating. Who the well, here's the, is if, if you would have no, If you would have finished Re, uh, Clone Wars, you would have known, like, oh, she's talking about Ahsoka Tano! Oh! But people like me, the average watcher who's just watching this, which is a lot of people, they'd be like, oh my god, who is it? Is it, is it another Yoda? Is it Luke Skywalker? It Everybody's going to say, is it Luke Skywalker? It oh my god, is it Luke Skywalker? <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they would say. So it's good. It's good. We're loving it. We're going to try to keep up. I think yeah. now I'm uh, finishing the semester this week, so I'm going to stick with Mandalorian by a weekly basis. So maybe we'll get uh, you know, a review of uh, each episode per week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so we're going to get into a course of cinema here. But let me ask you a question, Adam. Yes, sir. On, uh, kind of semi-related. How do you feel about the movie Mars Attacks? I love it. You love it. Right? I love it. It's Lo- great. Okay. Um, it's 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 almost Star Troopers esque, and it's like B movie, but right. so bad it's good. Right, right. So, I want to tell a short story about this. Do you remember a while back I told you a story about my friend I had when I was a kid? I believe I called him Josh. I How, believe so. Uh, we went to the movies and. I wanted to see Mission Impossible, yeah, and he wanted to see Twister, that. and I won the coin toss, and we went to see different movies. Well, I have another movie story regarding Ooh. Josh. Okay. Fucking Josh. This is back in the 90s. Fucking 90, Josh. Back in the 90s, and I'm with, I'm with Josh again, and we're going to go to the movies. And I wanted to see a movie that was playing in the theaters called Beavis and Butthead Do America. <laughs> That's a great movie. It's a great, right? Yeah. And I was a young lad, so I wanted to go to the movie theater and see it. His parents would not allow us to see it. Not only would they not let him see it, I wasn't allowed to see it. So instead, we said, okay, we'll find a different movie that's playing. The movie we happened to see was called Mars Attacks. It was in the theater the same time as Beavis and Butted Do America. So we go to the movie theater, we get dropped off, we walk inside. And who do I run into right away but... Mike Deloney and two of our other friends who will remain nameless. Nice. They're like, oh, Malag, Josh, what's up, guys? You guys come to see a movie? No, we're in the fucking movie theater. Of course we are. Like, we're going to go see Beavis and Butthead. What are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, I wanted to, but we're not allowed. (laughs) We have to go see Mars Attacks. So they went and watched Beavis and Butthead and quoted the rest of their life. And I went to go see Mars Attacks, a movie that I didn't want to see with Josh. Did you go with your friends, like, mom? Was she there with no, you? No, they dropped us off. Then why didn't you just go, like, see Beavis and Butthead? Because I was, like, 12, and he would have told on me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, Joshy Bear would have told on me, and I would have been in trouble. So, that's neither here nor there. I would have rather gone with Mike and the other two guys, but went and, saw, went and watched Mars Attacks, and I fucking hated it. Really? I thought it was... To a 12-year-old, I thought it was terrible. Did you hate it, though, because it caused you to not be... Or uh, because you couldn't see Beavis and Butthead? You were just... That was a big part of it. Yeah. That was a big part of it. But another part was, I wanted to see Independence Day. It was not Independence Day, okay? I I wanted to see... I wanted to see a legit... No. Welcome to Earth. That's what I call a close encounter. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a very campy, but that's the style. As an adult, I've since rewatched Mars Attacks multiple times, and it is fucking great. Do you know why? Because you were in a cultured swamp. <laughs> I, I, like as an adult, I feel like you appreciate that like pop style, like yeah, like, like that nuance of a film. You don't need flashing lights yeah, and like, a lot of fast like, movement I love it to get now. you going. I love it now. Beavis and Butthead is pretty great. Oh, I love it too. Beavis and Butthead is pretty for what it is. It's very great. But I just wanted to bring up another movie story about Josh. How I got butt fucked again by not getting to see the movie. Fucking Josh. Yeah, right. You still friends with this kid? 
Haven't spoken to him in a long time. I can uh, I can bet why. <laughs> I can bet why. So my reason for bringing up Mars Attacks is uh, there's a movie that we, we'll talk about our movies first, but there's a movie I want to bring up later that reminds me of Mars Attacks. So let's get right into the course of cinema now, my friend. Um, I had you watch. Why don't you go first? Uh, you had me watch Colossal on oh, Hulu. Oh, that's right. I so forgot what I had you watch. So here's the thing about that movie. So the movie was supposed to be on Hulu. Um, it is. It. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see this for a second. We looked it up that night. <laughs> <laughs> we looked it up that night. It's we... not. Not anymore. How'd you watch it? How'd you watch it? Listen, so I like to do Course of Cinema. I like to watch that movie the day of we record. That's why I like I like to do it because I like to have it fresh in my mind. I that's because and that's when I have time to watch it a lot of times is on Saturdays. So I like to watch it the day of. And so I checked it, by the way, after you gave it to me like yes, a couple days later. I, was, I checked that it on night we checked it. And yeah. like, I was like, good. I it's to all, it was on Hulu. Out. I went to go watch it today. It said, Oh, you want to watch the movie trailer? He's like, no, I want to watch the movie. And it's like, oh, well, we have the movie trailer. I'm like, well, no, that doesn't help me. He's like, well, I guess I can't help you. So it's no longer on Hulu. Within the span of a week, Scott. It, Within the span of days. <clears throat> yeah. It went from being on Hulu to being off Hulu. So I just rented it on Prime. You owe me two beers now. Let's just say that. This one's not my fault because he was on there. <laughs> It was on there. Well, I don't I, care. It's, it doesn't matter. Um, what, what I'll say about this movie is um, it is, surprised me. Yeah. First of all, for those who don't understand what Course of Cinema is, we each pick a movie for the other person to watch that they have not seen, but we have seen. So oh, that's, should, that's the basic premise. You should know by now. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. If for you new don't listeners. know me by now. Yeah, exactly. Um, it surprised me. I didn't like it at first. I as I was watching beginning of it, I was like, eh, it's not that entertaining. And even like even like how the main character Anne Hathaway's character found out that she was controlling the monster and that she was the monster was really unbelievable to me. Because there's no fucking way an alcoholic drunk who likes to drink all the time, as I said, she's an alcoholic, is ever gonna make the connection. That after twice seeing this monster that, oh, wait a minute, when I was drunk, I made these same movements. I remember that from being drunk, so it looks really familiar to me. No fucking way. They would have seen it going, like, oh, that's some crazy shit, and they would have went about their day. That's a very unbelievable thing. <clears throat> after that, the movie turned into a whole other movie. Yeah, it, 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 it went changed. from being like a lighthearted uh, comedy at first. Yeah, to... when it was just a monster movie, giant monster movie about like some crazy shit happening. After she like told her friends about it, even after that initial fact, like you could understand that initial fact of like, oh my god, I'm stepping on people's houses, I'm killing people, this is crazy. After even after that, it went into like a whole another fucking dimension of a movie. Yeah, like she hooks up. Basically, the premise of the story is, like, she goes back to live in her hometown or whatever right. after she her breaks up with her boyfriend. Played by Dan Stevens. I, I saw that. Our I was boy, like, holy our boy. shit, fucking David himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he dumps her. Yeah, and she moves back home with her, uh, back home in, like, a rental house that her parents owned or some shit like that, and no, they rent it out. It was, it was her parents' house, but they moved to Florida. Yeah, and, but they still had and, the and house. they still had they, their house that was empty. Yeah. I think they were, like, renting it out or something like that, but nobody bought it or right. rented it. So right. it was empty, and so she moved in there, and she starts working at this local bar uh, run by an old elementary school f- buddy of hers <clears throat> who clearly has a hots for her. Jason Yes, clearly. Well, I love him. I love him too. Yeah. Clearly, the hot. And so they have this like little ragtag group of people like at this bar. Like he owns the he bar. Owns the bar. She's there. He then lets he's her got, work there. Yeah, and he's she has a waitress. Yeah, and he's got like two other buddies. One's a fucking coke addict, and the other one's just twenty years old. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so th- th- this whole thing happens, and she finds out that this when she enters this one section of this specific point in earth in the town in the local playground at a specific time of the day she can manifest herself as like a godzilla style monster in seoul korea yes 
And that's the basic premise of the movie. And you think, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Hijinks are going to sue. She starts dancing like all crazy and waving her arms when her friends see it and everything like that. Um, at that point is when the movie changes and she realizes, wait a minute, she's actually like killing people and she's ruining lives. And then Jason Sudeikis' character becomes like an abusive... Uh, Holy shit, yeah. An abusive... It becomes like a domestic... Uh, uh, abuse movie is what right. it becomes because she he gets jealous because she ends up going home with the hot 20 something just to have sex with him and she goes in like the next day and he's all shitty and everything like that mm-hmm. <coughs> um, he sucks as a person he does he, it seems like it first. seems like at first he he's almost like oh this is the lovable love interest kind of guy he's he's so lovable and he's the yeah, old high school like playing or think, something oh, like these that. These two are going to end up He's together. gonna be yeah, and it turns out turns you out he sucks. You understand why his fucking wife left him. Like you get it now yes. because like she he gets so jealous that she went home with this other guy that he's in he can man it turns out he can manifest himself too as like a giant robot. You find out later in the movie why this happens, but only those two can do it. Most amazing fucking coincidence in the whole world, but whatever. Um, he manifests as a giant robot, and so he's a giant robot in Seoul, Korea, and he's sitting there like like messing with people and hovering his foot over like like houses and stuff like that, and they're watching on a live stream camera on like his phone and shit. Like it's like oh oh wait a wait a wait wait a minute, and you realize he gets so fucking drunk and jealous. He's an alcoholic, and he's so fucking jealous of this fact that he is willing to ruin people's lives on the other side of the world because right. he's trying to manipulate her into sticking around she wants to leave she's ready to fucking go she's ready to end his her relationship with him well dan stevens is ready to take her back <clears throat> yeah boy. yeah he he came he came to go get her and stuff like that he set the jason sudeikis character sets off a giant ass fucking firework oh, and so almost burns down his bar because yeah. he's he, just to make a he's, point he's to problems. the ex-boyfriend he's like, got he's got mental problems yeah he was he was so fucked up and then he beats the fuck out of her Later on, I yeah. was like, holy shit. Like, her eyes all bloodshot and everything yeah. like that. I was like, this movie turned into a whole other fucking thing. Yeah, it did. I was like, can we, get, can we get rid of the mo- giant monster thing and just focus on this drama story that's going on yeah, right here? Because this is better. Quick. It did. It got fucked up. At first, I was like... I, I didn't love the movie, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, especially Jason Sudeikis' character. Jason Sudeikis did a great job playing this He role. did. Oh, my God. Because he was scary. at first, Sc- you really liked him. You think, hey, this guy's going to treat her right in half of his character and get her back on her feet. Because she was a fucking train wreck yes. at the beginning of the movie. She was a train wreck at the end of the movie. Let's yeah, be she's honest. She's a train wreck the whole movie. But then when he has this like bipolar episode where he snaps and turns into this different person... <laughs> He was fucking terrifying. Yeah, man. there. At, after the first incident, when she realizes how fucked up uh, he is and everything like that, he goes. She goes over to his house to be like, "What the fuck is going on, man? Like, what's going on?" And he like has this emotional thing where he like she he brings her into the house and she sees how everything's like all disheveled and everything's falling apart because he like his wife left him and took the kid or whatever. And his life has been just all shit. So she feels, she almost feels sorry for him. And she's like, look, I will come back as long as there's no more drinking after hours. No more of this nonsense. Because she's like, I I understand being a drunk. I've been there too. Like, I understand it. Like, I don't, and he, he almost have, it's almost like a emotional reconciliation between the two. And then later that night, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to punch the fuck out of you. Knock your fucking socks off. <clears throat> it's nuts. It's crazy. Um, I think the, I'll be honest with you though, the only redeemable character in this whole movie is, um, our buddy David. Yeah. Dan, he, he's the only redeemable character, even at the end of the movie, when it seems like she's kind of redeemed herself and she beats the villain and we'll get into that in a second. <clears throat> but, uh, before she like has the final conflict with him, she's on the phone with Dan after she like lied to him basically or she didn't lie to him at first but she said oh i'll leave she was I'll, pretty much lying to the yeah movie, I'll, yeah i'll i'll go home with you and then she ended up making another decision that ended up saving the day yeah. at the last second and she was he was like what the fuck is going on with you like i'm trying to help you like blah blah and everything like that and she's like she basically told him like uh you couldn't help me before what makes you think you can help me now it's like bitch this motherfucker has been there for you yeah. a lot of the movie shut he, up he had the patience of a saint Yes. With that woman. Yes. I would I would have I would have been the fuck out of yeah. there. Yeah. So he's he's kind of the victim of the whole movie, <laughs> I think. Um but no, 
the reason why this whole thing is going on is because he, Jason Sudeikis' character, threatens Anna. By the way, I'm saying the character. I don't remember any of the characters' fucking name. I just watched it today and I'll remember the character. They're unforgettable. But (coughs) Jason Sudeikis' character tells Anne Hathaway's character, like, look, you can go back with your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend. If you want to go home with your ex-boyfriend, that's fine. But if you do that... There's going to be a lot of lives on that. I'm going to destroy yeah. soul. He every he said every morning at the time that this happens, when this event happens, where he can manifest as a robot, I'm going to destroy as many lives as I can, and it's going to be your fault unless you stay here with me. And it's how a, did she the beat most him? manipulative way. How did way. she beat him at the end? This is the coolest. This part. Is, she figures out, or she she doesn't figure out, but she makes an assumption. She hypothesizes that. If I'm connected over here and I can manifest my giant monster self over on the other side of the world, what if I go over there where the monster shit is happening and I can manifest the giant monster back where the playground is? Because she can't beat him. She can't beat him physically because right. he's bigger than her, he's stronger than her. He's beaten the fuck out of her like twice, basically. Yeah. Um. So she realized she does that. So when the giant robot character manifests, she flies he's, to soul. he's ready to fucking stomp some people and everything like that. And he's ready to fucking go. She walks out to meet up the ro- with yeah. the robot. And face as she's doing it, it cuts to his character at the playground. And all he hears is like, boom, boom, like pounding. And he sees over the tree, over these like small trees, just the monster come out of the bush. He's like, oh, fucking shit. And tries to run away. Uh-huh. Somehow she's able to grab him. Yeah. <clears throat> Somehow she's able to grab him. I don't know because yeah. she can't. She, you can't see what's going can't on see, on the other right. side of the planet unless you have like a live stream or live stream view of it right. from your phone. Um, but she grabs him and picks him up and is just holding him to his face. She, mind you, she can't see him, but you cuts away to the Jason Sudeikis character. He's, he's in the palm of, or in the grip of this monster. Ah! Ah! About screaming and crying and stuff like, no, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And then there's a moment in the movie where he's sobbing and crying and Anne Hathaway's character is looking at like an empty fist, just kind of staring, staring it down, staring the robot down off in the distance. Cause the robot is in the air floating because she's mm-hmm. holding him up. Um, there's that moment in the movie where you think she's going to show mercy on this guy and put him down and he's going to learn his ways. But it ends with Jason Dacus' character saying, ah, put me down, put me down, you crazy fucking bitch. And that moment, that fucking moment, she yeets this motherfucker <laughs> across the county, Stupid. across the fucking state, and the robot flies off and this dude... Into the Pacific. Yeah, <laughs> this dude is gone. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, she did. She <clears throat> Such a did. great moment. Yeah. Um, I would say, at first the movie, I didn't like it as much, but it exceeded my expectations and it pulled almost an M. Night Shyamalan style twist on the plot of the movie right in the middle of it. I was like, alright, mm-hmm. this movie's really good. You could get rid of the entire like giant robot monster aspect of it, like sci-fi aspect to it, and still have a great movie there of just like domestic abuse and just yeah. making you feel for and everything like that. Yeah. You can get rid of all that shit and still have a great movie. So I, I think it's a recommend. <coughs> Scott, remind me, what did I have you watch? Project Power. Project Power. Okay, so I went in I went in blind on this. And then once I started watching it, I realized you had briefly talked about this on the show. When I, you I first did. watched it. I did. So I'm like, oh, this is the movie he was telling me about. Okay. So I watched it. Um, it's starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And basically the premise is <laughs> there is a street drug which basically gives you superpowers. But you don't get to pick your superpowers. It's just by random what your physiology like, yeah. does. And you only get it for five minutes, I think it is? It's something, it's something like minutes. that. It's like, like, I think it's five minutes. Yeah, you only get it for five minutes. And, and each time you take the drug, it's the same power every right, time. Right, so. right, right. So, um, so if you're lucky enough to get like super strength and everything like that, great. If you're... Shitty enough to get like oozing powers like you saw in the first X Men movie with that uh, governor or senator or whatever. Then oh well, sucks to be you, nerd. Yeah, yeah. But so it takes place in New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans. And um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a cop, is a detective. Yeah. And um, he's kind of gone vigilante almost. A little bit. He is trying because because 
criminals are getting their hands on these drugs and like fucking shit up, like killing people and doing yeah. really bad things. And how do you defeat a superhero when you're just a regular cop? So he starts using the drugs on the sneak, and he becomes like indestructible. Indestructible. That's his power, like, right? I think doesn't he have like enhanced strength too? Or, I, or think he does. I think yeah, I think he had enhanced strength yeah. too. Um, and the other character, Jamie Fox, his character is a little more dynamic. He's ex-military that, of course, the government uh, experimented on him when they were developing this drug. Because, of course, it was a government thing oh, yeah. Originally, that's now yeah. gotten out. And, you know, that's always how it is. Um, but the crazy thing about him was he had a daughter around the time that he was being experimented on. And she got the power basically through him. Because he was being experimented on the time. So she doesn't... The daughter doesn't have to take the drug. She is like a bona fide superhero. Yeah. Like, she, like I she I think what it was... Wasn't wasn't the plot was, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he started taking the drug and gaining the superpowers. And didn't he have a daughter after like, yes. the experiment was going on? And that's how like they found out that you could... Around like genetically, time, she yeah. you could pass on. You like, can pass super it on genetically, right? Yeah, and she was the first one. So the government or the powers that be, they kidnap his daughter because they want to do experiments on her. Because hey, we don't need the drug. It's like it's like you, you know, like anything. So his goal is to get his daughter back. Yeah, and the third character who arguably was my favorite was the young. Oh, she's great. The young African American girl. She was like a high school student. Brilliant. She was so freaking smart, but she was a drug dealer. She was trying to raise money because her mother had cancer or something, or uh, diabetes. Yeah. And she was trying to pay for her mom's. So she was selling this superhero drug, power, they called it. Yeah. She was selling power on the streets. And she had a relationship with Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. They had a mutual working relationship. <laughs> she helped him out, he helped her out. And then Jamie Foxx comes along and he's trying to find these villains so in a roundabout way the three of them team up yeah and just there's not too much to it other than action it's a fucking 2020s action movie think like pseudo x-men but all action none Um, of the uh pseudo racist uh shit going on right right and it was it was it was an entertaining watch. I don't think it was fantastic. Uh, when we talked about it before, I made the comparison to the, sh- to the movie Limitless yeah. with Bradley Cooper. It's better than that. It, it, there's, it's more exciting than that. I liked it better than that. But still, it was just... It was just okay. It was good. It was okay. I really enjoyed the end of the movie whenever you found out exactly what Jamie Foxx's power was. Whenever they're trying to make the big escape and everything like that off that giant tanker ship or whatever. And... All, all, th- all the characters are in like the submarine. They find the rescue of the daughter, and Jamie Foxx goes out in there and like takes a pill and shit like that. And he basically just incinerates fucking everybody on there, yeah. just like a huge explosion, everything. Yeah. And it's that's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty he just cool. basically turned into a bomb, but he can't control it. No. So anybody who was there, but um, the girl was was being. I didn't understand this. She was being held by a gun by one of the henchmen bad guys. Yeah. And he turned into a bomb and incinerated everybody. How did she just duck out of the it's way? It's been a while since I've seen it. She's so. just like, like, the guy's holding gun to her head and like holding her back and saying, give us your daughter or she dies. And he goes out and takes the pill. And then as he's like incinerating all the bad guys, the guy with the gun just like looks shocked and like lets her go. And she just like runs behind a cargo thing. And it was a really, really, it was a silly part. Yeah. Because she lived and everybody lived and everybody's happy and that, yeah. you know. Yeah, everybody's super happy. Yeah, it was it was a mindless action film. Yeah, which is fine. It's fine, but, but okay. That was um, Project Power. It was on Netflix. On Netflix, yes. Yeah. So yeah. now is the time where we pick our next week's movies. Okay. Um, Scott. Yes. I'm gonna give you a movie that I actually just watched today. Oh. And a reason why I want to give this one to you is because, and I'm hoping you haven't watched it yet, is because. I've been giving you a lot of like weirdo action kind of downer movies lately, some spooky ones. I'm gonna give you something that's fun. Okay. Something that's like fun. I I enjoyed it very much. Spoilers. I I very much enjoyed this movie today. I want you to watch the movie Enola Holmes on Netflix. It's starring Millie Bobby Brown and um. I thought this was. 
is a TV show. No, it's a it's oh. a movie. It's a movie. And um, Superman himself, uh, Henry Henry Cavill, Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. <coughs> I. Mm, yes. I've, I've seen this come up on my Netflix, but I always thought it was. It's a, a lot series. of fun. It's a lot of fun. I really hope after watching this movie that they make more like Enola Holmes style movies with Millie Bobby Brown, like make it a whole thing. But yeah, I want you to watch Enola Holmes, I, a Netflix original. I movie. I got to be honest with you, I I enjoy Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I enjoy The Hounds of the Baskerville, Sherlock Holmes. I do, but I feel like. That market got saturated with the Robert Downey Jr. movies, yeah. with the Benedict Cumberbatch show, with the Will Ferrell comedy version of it, with this. I feel like they went all in on the Sherlock Holmes trope. So we'll see. We'll see. But I enjoyed okay. it. I think, right. it, I think, it, I think it can revive it. I think okay. this movie can revive okay. it. Okay. Um, so you, and, and God, I hope it lasts till next week when you watch this. <laughs> we just checked. We just checked before we started this podcast. It is on HBO, and you are going to watch the movie Dead Don't Die. I have never heard of this. Okay, so it's starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton. All three people I really love. Danny Glover. Um, there's, there's so many other great people in it, too. Um Star set of cast, you would say? Steve Buscemi. That's what else was in it. Oh my god. So it's a good cast. It's a good cast. I know how you feel about zombie movies. Just I the am... way I just mentioned about the Sherlock Holmes movies. You feel like it's it's been beat to the ground. I think it's a fact that it's been beaten to it the is. ground. It okay. is. So... But this is different. And I want you to watch Dead Don't Die and let me know what you think. Alright. And the reason why I talked about... Um, Mars Attacks is because this film reminds me of Mars Attacks. It's almost a spoof. Like Mars Attacks was a spoof on the Alien Invasion movie. This is kind of a spoof on the zombie apocalypse movie. So I'm going to see what you think. I'm excited to watch it. Very excited. So to remind everybody, Adam's pick for next week for Scott to watch is Enola Holmes. On Netflix, and Scott is having me watch Dead Don't Die on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Or it's on HBO, maybe. I don't know. Um, anywhere way. you can watch HBO. Or yeah. anywhere you can watch the fucking movie. I don't know. Pay your money. I don't give a shit. Um, if you want to get a hold of Four Distraction and you want to let us know any suggestions for movies that we can use for Course of Cinema, or if you want to tell us what you think of Mandalorian. You know, I'm always happy to read some nerdy, nerdy comments. <clears throat> Email us, distraction at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Search for distraction at Podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search for distraction. We are also on Spotify and Google Play. Search Podcast FYD. Rate us, like us, comment on us, share us with your friends. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. We are still a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the Be Real Network. We are still a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and search for us on there. Yes, the EMC. The EMC. Yeah, okay. So um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Adam, you have a great week. And everyone... Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving.